Welcome to the CBA Grain Exchange Podcast. This is your host, Luke Beckman, Grain Sales Manager for Central Valley Ag. During this podcast, we dissect the latest USDA updates and discuss other key market features. Every month, you will hear from different members of the CBA Grain Team on what trends we are seeing in the marketplace and solutions to current marketing challenges. Welcome to a December edition of the CBA Grain Exchange. It's a balmy December day out as we enjoy warmer temperatures. Gotta love that. Uh, enjoying warmer grain markets too. Uh, things continue to stay elevated on heels of good demand, tighter crop sizes. We had the December WASDI out today and want to get into that discussion. Uh, our guest on the program for episode number 10 is Maxine Goals. Maxine's a grain specialist for us out of our Shelby location. Maxine, welcome to the CBA Grain Exchange. Thanks, Luke. I'm looking forward to it. Well, Maxine, tell us a little bit about your background. Okay, so I and my husband moved back in 1995, and of all things, I got a job at PV Grain Company in Silver Creek, Nebraska. They were owned by ConAgra and uh, really enjoyed that. After that, Frontier bought them out. I then worked for Frontier Co-op, and then I got lucky enough to be moved to the Shelby location for United Farmers Co-op. And then we, I went through the merger of CVA and UFC. And so that's where I currently work for, which I love, love working for CVA. It's a great place to work. Well, a lot of relationships kind of in that, that greater Shelby and Silver Creek area than Maxine uh, being in the business that long. Tell me just with that history, because really a couple different cooperatives, you've been in the cooperative system for quite a few years. You know, in what ways does CBA benefit the local communities that it serves in? One thing that I'm pretty proud of is our scholarship program that we provide for our producers' children. They have the opportunity to apply through their high school and in their area. They are allowed to um, gain money to go towards their uh, schooling, their college schooling. Um, another thing that I love about the CBA is our FFA program here in Shelby. Um, we have an awesome, that I've got the opportunity of being the judge for. It was because I worked for CVA, they let me be the judge and I, it was more of a learning experience for me than I think the kids, but I'm glad that uh, our CVA is associated with the FFA program because it is a really great program with our children. Yeah, CVA is involved in the, those types of organizations and, and uh, developing uh, those young folks. The FFA doing a great job of that. And a lot of, uh, a lot of those folks come and work for CVA. So glad to be a partner in our local communities with organizations like that. Well, Maxine, we had the December uh, WASDI report today. Uh, this market's just kind of been uh, on fire for three months. And, and going into today, I think the market expected we were going to see the carryouts continue to tighten. Now, I know, and I know we've mentioned this in previous episodes, the December WASDI, we do not get production estimates uh, updated from the USDA. Today was just demand updates, uh, but we also did get global, um, the full global rundown. So they had the opportunity to tweak production numbers for South America, Ukraine, uh, Chinese imports, those types of things. So anyway, let's get into the numbers and I wanna get your thoughts, Maxine. So today, uh, going in, the market was looking for a slight reduction in the overall carryout. Uh, corn carryout came in today at 
1.702 billion bushels. Trade was looking for 1.691. So uh, no adjustments to the corn balance sheet for the U.S. today. Uh, they left exports unchanged. They left ethanol unchanged. Um, all of it copy and paste basically from the month prior. As we look at the global balance sheets, they did trim Argentine production by 1 million metric ton from 50 down to 49. Um, and interestingly enough, Ukraine production actually went up 1 million metric ton despite uh, some of the challenges there. USDA acknowledged Chinese corn imports by going from 13 million metric tons up to 16.5. Uh, had to happen because US uh, bushels on the books are, are pretty close to 15 million metric tons. So uh, kind of a quiet set of data today. Maxine, what were your takeaways as you look at the report? You know, with our exports that we've been having, I my takeaway was the traders uh, believe that exports will continue to be uh, important, but they weren't changing anything there. So with it, my takeaway was just very neutral report for corn. And uh, you could tell that after the market opened up at 11 o'clock that it went from three up to one down. Yeah, and I, I think that market, Maxine, it kind of felt like we were looking for, you know, maybe export demand to go up. And you're right, maybe a little disappointed today that we didn't see uh, the bulls continuing to get fed. So just a little bit of a softer finish and, and maybe a disappointment to the market today uh, when we didn't see, uh, you know, a further acknowledgement of good demand. So a little bit of a pause. What, what are some things, I guess, uh, marketing wise with your producers on the corn side that you've really been advocating here uh, in the corn market? You know, we all get so busy and uh, right now I got a lot of producers moving the tops of their bends just for the fact that, always seems to get in that bin and make sure there's no damage starting or, you know, the moisture on top of your bins usually wet. So I've been really pleased with the bushels I've been buying into our CBA facilities here lately, just for the fact that I was worried farmers would not want to haul, but they, with this nice weather, they are taking advantage of it. Yeah, we've, we've kind of seen that Maxine, really a combination of the good weather uh, you know, we've had $4 cash corn available for producers to uh, take advantage of, and they have, you know, we've really seen uh, basis values of some of your processors, um, maybe not quite as strong as it has been in previous years, maybe just a bit softer. We have to remember that ethanol industry is, is still uh, struggling a little bit with everything going on across the economy. So, uh, but yeah, very encouraged to see producers taking advantage of it, and they've probably recognized that in the form of some longer lines. Um, at various places and uh, maybe a softer basis in some spots too. Um, so very good. Yeah, really quiet on the corn front today. We kind of need to get to the January numbers to look at uh, final production numbers. We get the stocks report that day as well. So uh, a lot of interesting things will happen uh, in January when we get there. But let's uh, flip over to the bean side. A few more adjustments in beans today. Now, coming into this, we had had some NOPA crush numbers that set records basically every month. Uh, and that reports again on uh, crush activity across the US on what we're crushing um, for soybeans. Uh, so the USDA did acknowledge that uh, crush demand was up 15 million, um, acknowledge that strong pace. That's up from 2180 to 2195. So 15 million bushels comes off of the carryout. We go from 190 to 175. 
uh, and that stocks to use ratio goes from 4.2 to 3.9%. So things are awfully, awfully tight on the soybean balance sheet here in the U.S. Globally, no changes to Brazil today. I think lots of folks were thinking with the dry weather there that we were going to come down a little bit. USDA uh, did not make that adjustment. Uh, they remain at uh, 133 million metric tons for Brazil. Uh, and kind of like the corn, Argentina uh, came down 1 million metric ton from 51 to 50. Uh, Chinese corn, uh, excuse me, soybean imports remain at 100 million metric tons. So uh, there's kind of a rundown of the bean balance sheet today. Maxine, what were your takeaways from soybeans today? You know, at the start of the market session on beans, they had jumped up quite a bit. So it looked like traders were really expecting a move with the USDA report. And that just shows you how even traders don't even know for sure what the USDA is going to come out with. But what I liked about the, the new numbers is you're still going to see basis for beans stay strong because here in the US, we, I would have a hard time probably finding beans out in the country just for the fact that it was just so convenient to haul those beans in at harvest time with the prices that they were. Yeah, I mean, this fall we were, you know, really setting new highs um, for November futures at the time. It seemed like every single week. And so farmers uh, did a great job of selling into that rally. And of course, hindsight tells us that the bean market had uh, higher to go yet. But hey, you're right, Maxine, the market was signaling to producers and everybody else that, hey, you should ship your beans today because the market was inverted. Uh, you were actually being penalized for holding grain uh, especially if it was hedged, you know, on farms. So uh, I know with the pace of exports, we've shipped a lot of beans outside of Nebraska, Iowa, Kansas, out of the Midwest, really. So we'll be interesting to see if crushers can continue to source the volume of beans they need, because as the USDA acknowledged today, crush demand is really very healthy. Um, overall, Maxine, just with beans, as you think about it, what are some things you like right now, uh, strategy-wise, on the soybeans? You know, December is typically a really good month to be looking at new crop beans. Um, I had a producer call in today. I had a sugar cell for him and uh, we got some 975 soybeans for next year started. So I really would like the producers in my area to be considering what their target price is for new crop beans and start getting some of that going. Are a really great price, Maxine. It seems like we started selling a lot of this year's crop. $9 cash was really popular. Once we kind of hit those numbers, and when was that? Late September, probably, um, for harvest beans. And now you're telling me that we can get next year started at $9.75. So uh, able to start at a better level than we started this year. That's great. That's a good transition, Maxine. And I think it's a segue into our next segment. Uh, you really wanted to touch on a, a simple thing in grain marketing but yet to you, probably one of the most effective things, and that's the value of an offer. Uh, talk to us a little bit about how it's been so successful for your farmers in their marketing plans. With the volatility of the market here lately, it seems like, especially for beans, and it's also corn, it seems like the night trading have hit highs. And then once the market opens up at 8.30 in the morning, it usually backs off. So I've had a lot of producers, you know, put offers in maybe 10 cents higher than they think it can get. 
And then they were pleasingly surprised. I end up calling them and telling them their offer failed. So we have had so much fun this year of just moving up the prices and offers. We just continue to put offers in. And that's how a lot of my producers got really good prices for their beans. They kept uh, putting in another 20 cent higher offer for the beans and then also corn. $4 was a very big target price for that. And we've gotten there three times. Absolutely. So as you think about, um, you know, you had mentioned the new crop on the beans, 975. What are some targets that you like, Maxine, or maybe that you've been hearing from producers as they think about both their old crop and their new crop? Yes, correct. Um, for old crop, you know, most of us have gotten $4 for the corn just in the elevator that was brought in at harvest time. I, uh, and then it backed off from then. Um, now out of the bend, I have a lot of target prices at 420 and 425, which is to me pretty sensible target prices. Um, soybeans, we are looking at, you know, now that they're, they've touched $11, for so many times that, I mean, if you haven't taken $11 for your beans, I'd really re recommend you do some at $11. New crop beans, I've had them starting at $9.50 and uh, they're gonna walk it up hopefully on that. And then new crop corn, a lot of the target prices are that $3.75 to $3.85 range. Well, the market has certainly been surprising and uh, it's giving us those opportunities, like you said, uh, volatility is going to also play on our emotions a little bit too, right? And sometimes having an offer in there at a predetermined level uh, can take some of that emotion out of there because it's a decision you made uh, with a sound mind and when things are quiet and a number that makes sense for your operation. So the value of offers, something we talk about often, but probably one of the most effective things to a good marketing plan. Okay. Maxine, uh, quite a report today. That doesn't mean that uh, we can put our heads in the sand and just uh, take time off here for the holidays. We'd love to do that. So looking ahead, what are some important things for farmers to be thinking about between now and uh, maybe right after the first of the year as we get into that January report? You know, it always happens the week of Christmas seems to, the market seems to tumble. It seems like Everybody's going for the holidays. So my recommendation would be doing something before the week of the holidays, um, just for the fact that we are at profit levels for both soybean and corn. Um, also, you know, we still probably are looking at that crucial January USDA report that it probably will be beneficial to the farmer just for the fact that they keep talking about um, the bushels going down on the report. Very good. Very good. Well, very important for us to stay plugged in here uh, as we get across the holidays. As always, we've got a great team here at CVA. Maxine uh, is on that team for us and doing a great job for her producers. Visit with uh, your local CVA grain specialist to have a conversation about how they can help you build a marketing plan for old crop. Uh, as well as getting that new crop started. We've got great profit opportunities on the table today and uh, don't want to take those for granted. So uh, give us a call. We're happy to help you out. Join us next month as we dive into the January numbers, a very important day uh, as we get things started for 2021. Stay safe and Merry Christmas. Thanks for listening to the CVA Grain Exchange. Stay up to date on all things CVA Grain by signing up for our grain emails at cvacoop.com slash grain 
or follow us on social media at Central Valley Ag on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Tune in next month, and until then, stay safe.